Boop. Ah, I'm here. Ha <laughs> ha. Definitely here now. Let's just take this time to pray. The altars are open as always. But especially now. To come together as a community. To pray for whatever your needs may be. Whether it be here directly at the altar or the front seats that everyone seems to be afraid of. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we feel it in the air. We're beginning to transition to fall. Lord, just like with any transition, things change. The way we do things change. What we wear changes. How we think changes, Lord. How we feel changes. But no matter how much the world changes, the seasons change, our ideas change, Lord, you are the same. And we can root, we can anchor ourselves to that. That you, the base rock of reality, Lord, and so much more, are ever unchanging. Lord, I pray for the, those this morning who are hurting, whether it be physically or emotionally. Lord, be with them. Lord, I think of my friend Glenn and his wife who's in the hospital right now, worried that she may never walk again. I pray, not just for them, but for all who have ailments, Lord. Lord, you have given us medicine, but you are the great physician. So whether it be through your miraculous hand or through the modern miracle of medicine, Lord, let it be guided by you. All the ailments, all the surgeries, all the doctor's appointments, Lord, for those who feel separate and alone this morning. I pray that you 
that they would feel you close to them, Lord, that they would know that no matter how alone they may feel, how many people may have failed them, you will never fail. You may not do what we want, but you will always be there. Never to abandon us. I pray for the rest of the service as we go into worshiping through your word and the words that you've given Judy, Lord, and through the breaking of bread. That is communion. That we would hear your voice. Feel your forgiveness. And know who you have called us to be. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, worship team. Well, thank you. You're welcome, too. Nice to have the trumpet playing a little bit this morning. Reminded us of uh, years, years gone by when uh, that was a normal thing, but thank you for that. How many people recognize the hymn that he was playing? Amen. Yeah, you recognize it, too? That's good, Bill. Yeah, thank you. Because <laughs> otherwise, that's... Pretty specific randomness, right? <laughs> there you go. Well, thank you for that, and welcome to church every this morning, everybody. Good to see all the smiling faces, all the people who recognize the, uh, the hymn that Bill played. Um, appreciate that. So several announcements, just uh, general reminders. I actually have everything written on the note card, and I'm going to tape it here for you, Franklin, for the next two weeks. Well, Debbie and I will be away. But um, we do have, um, let's see, the ladies had a breakfast on Saturday. They had about a dozen people, so that was great. Nice time, but I heard there was no bacon. Because that was always my joke. Even if you had everything that was bacon, it'd be successful, but that's okay. Um, but the ladies, the ladies' breakfast is the third Saturday of the month, and the men will start ours uh, in October, the first Saturday. So that's, uh, that'll be nice. Uh, a few Bible studies that we've nailed down. Uh, there's going to be a ladies' study here at the church Thursday at 2. 
and then there's a recovery group Tuesday at one. Is that right? Okay, I got it right. <laughs> so if you'd like uh, any more information on those two opportunities, um, please see Judy and she will get that information to you. Karen, do you know if the Tuesday morning one is gonna happen? Okay, Tuesday at 10 here? Okay, we'll, we'll add that one to the list because I know that one I wasn't sure for a while. Okay, great. So for that one, if you'd like any more information, you could, you could ask Karen and she'll get you that information. October is an interesting month, uh, not just this year, but especially this year. October is always Pastor Appreciation Sunday. Um, so we have the distinct pleasure of having four people who pastor for us pretty regularly. So what we're doing is, this is the week that each, on who's speaking, well there's actually five Sundays, but starting the second Sunday, um, and what we would like to do is to bless all of them because they've all pastored to us for the last, well over a year anyway, 14, 15 months. Um, so what we're, what we're gonna do, we're hoping to do is on those given Sundays, if you'd like to bring them a card, a thank you note, uh, a, a gift certificate, some type of um, a thank you from you personally, then we'd like to bless each of them each week. And we'll also put that slide um, on our Facebook page too, just so in case people forget it. But good idea taking the snapshot with the camera. I like that. But, um, you know, we, we couldn't do what we do here without the speakers that we've had, our four regulars, kind of. So we... Uh, we appreciate that and we want to bless them uh, through the month of October. And then speaking of um, October, on the 21st of October, we're going to do a mac and cheese cook-off. Um, it's a Saturday night, 5 o'clock. It's probably going to be macaroni and cheese and maybe Michigan's is what we're thinking. So that, that should get a good crowd uh, and get a little competition going. We're already, we've got some some planning on who our judges are going to be. We're not going to reveal that, but uh, um, that's going to be the 21st. It's a little ways away, but we want to uh, at least point that out so you can start, you know, practicing or refining your recipe or, or do nothing other than write it on your calendar. But uh, so that's going to be in October. Um, and I think that's most of what we've got going on. And as always, we appreciate your tithes and offerings. Um, we can't do what we do here uh, for the glory of God's kingdom without your faithful support. So you can give in person or online, and that information uh, was up there. Um, there it is. And uh, so we thank you for that. We also support overseas missionaries, um, and that information is up there, and you can designate an amount in missions, and then that goes towards our missions budget that we do uh, each year. Marsha is going to bring our scripture reading to us. Thank you, Marsha. Come on up. And then Judy has our message today. Okay, just checking. <laughs> Good morning, everyone. Good morning. I am reading. Hebrews 4, 14 
2.16. And it says on the top, Jesus, the great high priest. Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has ascended into heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weakness, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he did not sin. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. God is good, isn't he? God is so good. I don't know about you, we've had quite a week. We've had quite a week. Anything that could go wrong, I think, has gone wrong. But that's okay, because you know what? Today is a new day. We're in the house of the Lord. We're here for him to minister to us. Isn't that wonderful? I don't know about you, I have been tremendously blessed this morning by the worship team, and like a few of you, we sneak in early so we can just listen to the music. It calms the heart, doesn't it? It ministers to the spirit. It uplifts us. And thank you, Bill, for your special treat on the trumpet. That was wonderful. Thank you. Let's pray and ask God to direct us this morning. Heavenly Father, we thank you today for your love for us. We thank you for your goodness to us. And we thank you for being given the privilege of gathering together with your people to worship you. And Heavenly Father, you know what we need this morning. You know exactly what we need. Come and minister here to our hearts. Speak to our hearts. Draw us closer to you. And we Thank you and praise you in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God is so good. We want to consider this morning something a little bit different than I normally do. <clears throat> Some of the invitations from God's word. Some of the invitations. And I, as I was putting this together, I was thinking, boy, this is a new thought, a new direction for me and then I went back on my old old computer and found I preached something very similar at Elizabeth Street Church a number of years ago but invitations come in different shapes and sizes don't they sometimes we get an invitation in the mail a nice card a nice fancily made wedding invitation sometimes the invitations come via the telephone we received one for a birthday party via the telephone. Sometimes they come through email. A lot of people do email now, even Facebook or Messenger. Invitations come in different shapes and, for, and forms to different events, birthday parties, anniversary celebrations, weddings. I was gonna dig out one of our wedding anniversaries to bring this morning. But different invitations come in different forms, don't they? And what is the purpose of an invitation? 
People want us to be able to join together in celebrating with them a special event, a special occasion, something significant in their lives. These are joyous times, aren't they? These are joyous times. Today we want to look at some of the invitations that are recorded for us in God's word. The first one I want to share comes from Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 1, verses 18 through 20. It says, Come now, let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they are red as crimson, they shall be like wool. If you are willing and obedient, you will eat the best from the land. But if you resist and rebel, you will be devoured by the sword. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. I looked this up also in the New Living Translation, and I liked what it said. Come now, let us argue it out, says the Lord. No matter how deep the stain of your sins, I can remove it. I can make you as clean as freshly fallen snow. Even if you are stained as red as crimson, I can make you as white as wool. I like the way the New Living Translation puts it, no matter how deep the stain of your sin or your sins, I can remove it. Isn't that wonderful? How precious that is. No matter what you've done, no matter how deep the stain of your sins, no matter the awfulness of what you have done, God is saying, I can take care of it. Bring it to me. Bring it to me. This invitation is given to the one who has sin in his heart and life. This this invitation is given to come for cleansing, complete cleansing. God assures us that he is capable of washing away our sin, all of it, so that we are as clean as freshly fallen snow. And I know some of you don't want me talking about snow this morning. That's okay. But isn't it beautiful after the dinginess of fall to see that whiteness of the freshly fallen snow? But that's what God says he will do for us. He will wash our sins away to the extent we are pure. We are pure. We are clean like freshly fallen snow. The only stipulation is that we must come to him for that cleansing. We must come to him, admitting our sin to him, asking for his cleansing, asking for his promise. And I love love verse um, 1 John 1, 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from a little bit of our sin, No, but from all unrighteousness. I like to put that in capital letters. Capital A, capital L, capital L. All our unrighteousness, not just a little bit of it. He doesn't do just a half-hearted job, does he? When he cleanses us from sin, he totally, totally cleanses us. And what a promise. And that promise is not based on us, is it? It's based on him. It's based on his holy and righteous and just character. 
The third stanza of the hymn, It Is Well With My Soul, reminds us of how complete that forgiveness and cleansing is. My sin, oh, the bliss of this glorious thought. My sin, not in part, but the whole, is nailed to his cross, and I bear it no more. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, oh, my soul. God saw our need for cleansing, and God made provision for our cleansing through his son, Jesus Christ. He invites us to come and be cleansed. Let's take this a step further. 1 John chapter 2, verses 1 and 2 says, My dear children, I write this to you so that you will not sin. But if anybody does sin, we have one who speaks to the Father in our defense, Jesus Christ, the righteous one. He is the atoning sacrifice for our sins, and not only for ours, but also for the sins of the whole world. God's desire for us as his children is that we not go back into sin, that we no longer sin. But the promise is here that if you do sin, we have an advocate. We have one who will act on our behalf on the basis of what? His own shed blood. We have an advocate through Jesus Christ. And he promises that if you sin, come back and I will cleanse. A couple of years ago, had an experience that really brought this to light. Back in 2018, September 2018, my father passed away very suddenly in the night. Rudy was the one that had the privilege of going and finding him. It took us four years to settle the estate, and one day we were going over to the house. Rudy said, let's go over and get some stuff sorted out. I said, I've got Bible study this afternoon. I don't want to get dirty. Everything had been sitting for so long. I hadn't been there very long, and I got filthy. And I was like, oh, no. I, I'm going to have to take another shower. I cannot go to Bible study like this. So I climbed in the shower, and the Lord began to speak to me. And he said, you know, Judy, this is like when you sin. When you get dirty, you can come back for a fresh shower. You can come back for fresh cleansing. But this is the way it is with sin. You come to me, ask me to forgive your sins. I have forgiven. And my desire is that you not sin again. But if you do, you know what? You can come back for fresh cleansing. Isn't that wonderful? And isn't that powerful? Just as when we get physically dirty, we can hop back in the shower and clean, get cleaned again. When we sin, we can come back for fresh cleansing. He doesn't shame us. He doesn't say, you know what, you shouldn't have done that or shame on you. He welcomes us with open arms. Isn't that beautiful? In a few moments, we're going to be sharing communion together. And there's that reminder again that Jesus died on that cross for our sins for our forgiveness, for fresh cleansing. Second invitation, again, is for those who are weary and burdened. We talked a little bit about this at the ladies' brunch yesterday, but let me share a verse of scripture, Mark 6, 31, then because so many people were coming and going that they did not even have a chance to eat, he, Jesus, said to them, 
come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. What an invitation this was that Jesus extended to his disciples. The 12 had been given authority to drive out demons, to heal those who were sick. They had been sent out in the name of Jesus. They had gone out. They had preached that people should repent. They had driven out demons. They had healed the sick. They had come back excited, even exhilarated, but totally, totally exhausted. How many of you give and give and give to the point that you get totally exhausted? I do. I know Franklin, Pastor Franklin has shared of his experience. There comes a point you just need to step back. And what did Jesus invite his disciples to do? Come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. Our bodies were not meant to go 24-7, day after day after day after day, year after year after year. We need a break. We need to take some time to come aside and be with him. This is Jesus' invitation. Some of you this morning are carrying a heavy load. Some of you are carrying a heavy burden. Jesus says, come apart, come to me, come aside, get some rest. I shared a similar verse yesterday at the ladies' brunch, Matthew 11, 28 through 30. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I look this up in the New Living Translation. It says, then Jesus said, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke fits perfectly, and the burden I give is light. Are you tired? Are you weary? Are you burdened? What is weighing heavy on your heart today? We got talking yesterday at the ladies' brunch, and a, a number of us have husbands who are struggling with physical issues. Caregiving is a very difficult job, isn't it? Caring for children, caring for teenagers, caring for loved ones. It's a very difficult job. Are you carrying a heavy burden today? Are you overwhelmed with worry and anxiety? Jesus invites you to come to him. He invites you to come. Bring your burdens to him. He is here to minister to your needs. Third invitation, an invitation to those who are thirsty, who are looking for something to satisfy. From Isaiah 55, 1 and 2, come to me, all you who are thirsty, come to the waters, and you who have no money, come, buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without cost. Why spend money on what is not bread? and your labor on what does not satisfy. 
Listen, listen to me and eat what is good and listen to these words and your soul will delight in the richest of fare. How many people today are investing themselves in things that do not satisfy? Trying to accumulate more and more and more and more and more. Trying to find a relationship that will satisfy the heart. And there's still nothing but emptiness. The invitation is come. Come, you who are thirsty. Come, you who are looking for something to satisfy. Jesus put it this way in John chapter 7, verses 37 to 39. On the last and greatest day of the feast, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, streams of living water will flow from within him. By this he meant to the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were later to receive. Up to that time the Spirit had not been given since Jesus had not yet been glorified. Let me ask you today, what is your need? Are you hungry? Are you thirsty? Are you lonely? Are you looking for something to satisfy the desires and longings of your heart? I meet people every day who are trying to find their needs met in all the wrong places. Jesus is the only one who can satisfy, isn't he? Jesus is the only one who can meet the deepest needs of our hearts. Psalm 63, 5 says, My soul will be satisfied as with the richest of foods. With singing lips, my mouth will praise you. What Jesus offers is there to satisfy us in every way. He will take care of us, won't he? What are you searching for? What are you longing for? Maybe you don't even know, but you're looking for something that's going to satisfy those deep down longings of the heart. And only Jesus, only Jesus can truly satisfy. Let's turn now to the verses that Marcia read. Those facing life struggles are invited to come and to find mercy and grace at the throne of grace. Hebrews 4, 14 through 16. Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has gone through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way just as we are, yet was without sin. Let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. We have a high priest, Jesus, who totally understands us and our needs. Isn't that wonderful? And isn't that precious? He knows and sympathizes with our weaknesses, but he is able to help us. And we are challenged to come to that throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and grace to help us in our time of need. We can come to that throne of grace for forgiveness. 
We can come to that throne of grace with our burdens to find rest. We can come to that throne of grace to find our need satisfied in him. And that's the challenge for today. And one last invitation. Revelation 22, 17. The spirit and the bride say, come. And let him who hears say, come. Whoever is thirsty, let him come. And whoever wishes, let him take the free gift of the water of life. Free. The free gift of the water of life. I went into a local grocery store yesterday, Friday, and I saw a sign. It says, buy one, get one free. English muffins. We've been going through a lot of them, so I grabbed two, got to the register, and I said, the sign said, these were buy one, get one free. No, they aren't. Okay, I don't want them then. You know what? There's some, I don't, I don't know what to say here. We think we're getting something free. We think we're getting a bargain. But there's something hidden there that you have to meet or that doesn't quite measure up. Or what. But you know what with Jesus? When he says it's free, it's free. Jesus paid the cross, paid the price on the cross for us that we would receive the forgiveness of sins, but also that we would have that hope of eternal life. This is the invitation here to come and to spend eternity with him. I love this. He offers forgiveness now. He offers rest for our weariness. He offers what will quench our thirst, but he also gives us that hope of spending eternity with him. Isn't that precious? This invitation is to come, put our trust in him so that we can spend eternity with him. My mother had always said before, while she was alive, the one song she wanted sung at her funeral was, this world is not my home. I'm just a passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. The angels beckon me from heaven's open door and I can't feel at home in this world anymore. I know some of you know that and probably could sing that. I can't sing, I'm not gonna sing it. But that thought there, this world is just a temporary home, isn't it? It's just a temporary dwelling place, but God has promised something far better for us who trust in him. May God help us. I wanna share another thought here. Many years ago, I received an invitation in the mail the invitation was for a wonderful sounding banquet. The food sounded delicious. It sounded like it would be out of this world. The company, the people that would be attending were top of the notch people, wonderful people. It sounded like a wonderful event, one that any of us would have wanted to have taken part in. But then I read the fine print. You always have to read the fine print. When I read the fine print, I discovered the event had taken place a couple of weeks before. The invitation got to me too late for me to enjoy that banquet. Sometimes the invitation comes to us too late. But I want to say something this morning. Sometimes we can wait too long to accept the invitation. I'm going to say this morning, if, if you are waiting too long, holding out, waiting for a better time, 
to accept what Christ offers, what God offers you, I want to tell you, don't delay. Today is the day. Today is the day. If God is speaking to your heart, today is the day to make it right with him. Today is the day to bring your sins to him, to bring your burdens to him, to bring to him the deepest longings of your heart, to bring these to him, to let him meet you. I'm going to ask the worship team to come forward at this time. But we also are moving on here. We have another invitation, not just to come to have these needs met, but we are invited to come to the table, to come to the cross, to come to the table, and let him meet us here. The invitation for communion tells us that for all who are walking in fellowship with God to come and join in. But there's also a part of that invitation that says, if you want to get your heart right with God, this is an opportune time to do that. My grandfather had lived his life. He was well in his 60s. He died young. And one Sunday morning, they were serving communion at our church. He went to that altar to receive communion. And I'm going to tell you something. He came away a changed man. He didn't live long after that. But those of us, we all lived together, one big happy family, grandparents, parents, us children. But we saw the change. So as we prepare for communion, if you are walking with the Lord, this invitation to come is open to you. But if you have things in your heart that you need to take care of, this invitation is also to you. Don't delay. Don't tarry. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we pray that you would speak to our hearts this morning. You know us. You know exactly what we need. Lord, if there is anyone here who has things in their hearts that they need to bring to the foot of the cross, to find forgiveness, speak to them today. If there are those who are carrying heavy burdens, heavy loads that they need to let go of, Lord, may they come and as they receive the communion elements, lay the burdens down at the altar. If there are those whose souls are looking for something that will satisfy, teach them today. Teach them that there is soul satisfaction in Jesus Christ. If there are those who have not yet made provision for eternity, today, may today be that day when they say, I don't know what tomorrow holds, but I want to make sure that I spend eternity with God. Help them today to take that step and make those preparations. Be with us in these moments and be with us as in a few moments we will be receiving communion together. And we just thank you and praise you in Jesus' name we pray. I've asked Pastor Franklin to help this morning. If there are those who cannot come forward to receive or take the communion elements, raise your hand and he will get them to you. We also need to get some to our worship team, and I know he will graciously do that for you. If you need help in any way, let him know, let me know. But as the worship team leads us in this song, feel free to come and take the communion elements. And I'll give you directions. In fact, before you even come, there's two layers. 
So you may want to work on these once you get them and get back to your seat. Just start opening up the layers because these are a challenge, but it's, it's a good way for us to be able to share together. But come and receive the elements as the worship team leads us.
communion elements open and ready to use. But let me just share here. The top part is the bread, a wafer. And that upper room, Jesus took the bread, he broke it, and he gave it to his disciples. And he said to them, take, eat. And then there's a reminder from scripture that every time you eat this, you'll remember Christ's broken body on that cross, broken for you. Jesus, let his body be broken for us. As you eat, do so in remembrance of Christ. Jesus also took the cup and he passed it to his disciples and he said to them, every time you do this, every time you drink this, drink it in remembrance of me. This cup represents Christ's blood shed on the cross for us. The Bible says without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. Christ allowed his blood be, to be shed so that our sins could be forgiven. Isn't that cause for celebration? It should have been us on that cross. But Christ allowed his blood to be shed for the forgiveness of our sins. As we drink this, let us drink, celebrate what he has done for us. Let us drink together. I've asked Pastor Franklin to come and close us in prayer this morning. I love to hear Pastor Franklin pray. I love to hear his heart. Heavenly Father, as we have taken the elements and contemplate your forgiveness, Lord, May we think about what that looks like as we step out of here this morning. What it looks like to live as one who is forgiven. Not just now, but in the future. Not just for the things that we have done, but for the things that we will do. Lord, you have forgiven it all. For you are beyond time and space. You are beyond this moment. So let us live like we have been forgiven by one who is beyond this moment, this place. And let us remember to live for you every moment of every day, but especially as we walk out and greet the world that steps out, that lives outside these doors. Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord.